Hey guys, welcome to the bonus episodes. This is Ozzy. I just want to let you guys know about a new contest that we are starting up where you can win a gift card prize. That's right guys, there's two of them. Two gift cards and two contests. For the first contest, you must listen out for the secret code throughout the bonus episodes. A secret code will be said at any given time during each bonus episode, so be sure to listen entirely. There are five codes in total. After jotting down the secret message from all five episodes, please be the first one to write it in the comment section under bonus episode five on our Instagram page and you'll be the winner. Weirdly, we'll give you more deets about the second one. The second contest is super easy. All you have to do is give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and write a review. Then your name is automatically entered into a drawing. Once your name entered multiple times, that's easy too. Tell a friend to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and also write a review mentioning your full name. And then it's simple as that. The last day to enter into the drawing will be February 28th, and we will announce the winner on season two first episode. You will have 24 hours to contact us immediately with your full name and address, and we'll send you off the gift card. So mentally during COVID, in the beginning, I legit felt so fucked up because of my living situation and I just had to deal with certain people in my household. Like it just felt like every day, all day. If I would leave, where are you going? Why are you going there? If I would breathe, why are you breathing? What are you doing? Like it was just so annoying. Thankfully, I was able to get out of that living situation and into my own um, house And it has been very peaceful, to say the least, like, minus the neighbors and the lady downstairs. It's just, it's very peaceful. And I was just able to regroup and um, grasp my breath for once and realize, like, everything that's going on is not that serious. Like, just live. Like we mentioned in the last episode, it's okay to just live and to just smell the roses and to enjoy the rain. And now that I have a a two-year-old with me, I just try to pass on that, like to just breathe in and breathe out because it's okay to just stop. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I just believe for my mental state with this, everything was fine until I start asking myself where's the money okay that's where it started to really basically take a toll because it was like all even though a lot of good stuff happened to me like I was able to move out my home uh, I was able to get uh some rest from my job I was able to get on EDD it was still like okay that's not enough and where's the money coming from? Because even though I had that job, I had side hustles too. So it was like, I need the money. I need the money. Where's the money going to come from? And what mm-hmm. I used to do is predominantly on the side had to do with a lot of events and stuff. And that's not happening anymore. So now what? So, you know, um, Bob Marley 
I love him with all my heart. He like always spoke about money and I think that's why I wasn't so stressed. So my conscience told me to save before the pandemic happened. So once the pandemic happened and I was unsure about my job, I had like a good 5Gs in my savings. So I didn't really care if the pandemic hit or not, would affect me. And then when it did affect me, I was like, oh shit, what am I gonna do? Funny thing is, I just used that money to go ahead and move out because I just realized I could not be stuck where I was for however long this shit was going on. So my my mental state about money, it went up and down because there was a time where I was like, oh my goodness, what are we going to eat? But at the same time, it was my faith. It was Bob Marley just reminding me like, it's just, it's just trees. It's just it is just a tree. Money is nothing but a tree. You're going to eventually get what you need to survive. Yeah, I understand that. And I feel that money just grows on trees and whatever you need, all the stuff is going to eventually just fall in your lap. I feel yes. like if you I feel like the world is going to work the world the way the world is going to work. You cannot predict too much of anything. You no. can set yourself for goals. You can work with uh, you can work towards the goal. But in the way it should happen and how it should happen is going to happen in its own time. It all depends on what you're giving to the world and what the world is giving back to you yeah. uh, in return for what you're uh, putting in. That's that what true. I believe. Um, so what do you feel like you've put into the world so far? Honestly... I think I'm harvesting most of my things that I have sown. Oh, I like that one. I'm gonna have to steal that one. No, I think I think that's what it is because I know everything that I put out into the world and everything that I has said or did was out of complete um, positive vibes. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had really any malicious or ill will towards anything that I've done. Okay. Um, though the previous episode when I said, fuck Jessica. We love uh, you, Jessica. <laughs> um, Jessica is m- no lie is someone that I didn't want to deal with and keep putting out ill fucking will. Mm. That's why I let that shit go. Because honestly, if I would have had continued to interact with her and the way um, I was trying to interact with her respectfully and the shit that I was getting in return and how I was feeling, I would have put out some ill will by not fucking canceling mm. on her ass. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I probably would have I would have had said something that was just fucked up like fuck jessica in the ass because she deserves it because fuck her and those bananas she can shove those bananas up her monkey i, I feel it okay yeah so it's like instead of saying that to her face let me <laughs> let, and, me, just cancel let me just cancel and be nice and take you know the the high road Okay. Because obviously she she needed it for whatever reason. She could have just got out of surgery. She could have had just been nursing. She could have had COVID herself. Ugh. All these situations could have been possible. However, the way she went about addressing it and not trying to meet me halfway, though we talked and I continued to explain to her stuff, the way she was coming back at me was not so cool. And I understand you need it, but at the same time, if no one is... And this is what I've always... I told my mother this specifically because she's the one that's like this. But just because you give a certain way doesn't mean you're going to receive it the same way back. So you definitely need to be open to whatever 
or however anyone is trying to help your situation. Yeah. And if you don't want it, then you're not going to get it. That's true. That's just straight up. If you tell a person, hey, I need you to help me to this way and in this capacity, and if they accept it, then they accept it. But if they say no, you cannot force a person, no matter who you are, to submit in the way you want shit to be done. Yeah. Your kids don't even do it in the way you want to be done. My kids. Shout out to my angel, (laughs) my one and only child. Everything I say, he does as I want him to. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> she's laughing because she's no she knows it's the truth but you know a lot of death hit this year not this year a lot of death hit during the pandemic as well that really did kind of fuck up my mental my grandfather being one of them as most people know i really do love that man with all of my heart and to just see him not live until he's like a million even though we knew it was coming, we just didn't know it was coming. Like, mentally, you just never really prepared for death. And I know I don't know Kobe Bryant that much at all in real life. But even him dying, I had to take, like, a personal day. Because it was just, it was so much. It was so much, so much death. And, it, you know, instead of rushing to, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I legit just had to sit in silence for, like, a good 30 minutes because what the fuck you know yeah it's sad and as far as like socializing with people like i'm a big socializer you know like i'm barely before the pandemic i was barely at home and then the fact that at the time at the time my boyfriend present time my fiance okay we were always out on the go yes without me hold on (laughs) we've invited you sometimes you never did Never. That's not my fault. Never got an invite. So, anywho, even prior to him, like, I was just always out, except on the times that I wanted to be home resting. Resting. <laughs> okay. A couple of times. Oh, my goodness. Wait, I have this really funny story, and then I'm going <laughs> to give you back the ball. It was this one time. It was. It's not a resting story, though. But it was this one time I needed her to get me to my dick appointment. She drove the slowest I've ever seen her drive from the location we was at because the person lived down the street from her house. I was like, are you for real? Oh, yeah, I don't want to take this route. I don't want to do this. She was driving so slow. And the reason I brought this up because of the whole resting thing. Like, if this bitch was tired and she wanted me to take over to get me to expedite me to my dick appointment, she could have just said that. But legit, like, normally it would take her like a good 10-15 minutes from where from the location we was at. This time, it took her like a good 30 to 45 minutes. My dick appointment was like, wait a minute, sis. I don't know if you're next in line anymore. I'm like, wait. No, I'm on the way. I'm up the street. I think I said I was up the street like 20 times until he was about to say fuck this so thankfully she didn't make it in time but going back to the wrestling part if she just needed to rest and go <laughs> over i could have just got me an uber to get to my car to get to him first of all i didn't know it was a dick appointment yes, she did. <laughs> no, who are you on the phone no rush it she was like who are you on the phone with and i told her said dick appointment and she was like okay and that's all she said okay and she took her fuck <laughs> ass time like sis if you didn't want him to be give me dick that night you could have told me i could have hit up someone else but no oh my goodness so the secret code word is 
I, the letter I. But back to our mental during COVID. And you know, honestly, during COVID, I really kind of feel bad for my students that graduated not only this year, but um, last year as well, 2019, 2020, because their social um, pattern got cut off. So those that were in college out of state, of course, they have to come back home. Some of them did, hopefully not all of them. Those who were even um, in college that had to stay at home they could no longer go to the campus and like interact. They legit was kind of forced to deal with at home shit. I'm about to say something that's very going to be very controversial to what Ozzy just said. Prior to this pandemic, I was working for a school district. I will not say the name. Fuck your school district. With working for that, I was working for two actually. So one of the, <laughs> the main school district that I worked for, for, um, a lot of years. Mm. Um, I was placed at a school that the children there that were graduating, I did not give two fucks for. And the reason why I say this is because these children in particular were not the type of children that you can work with when they're... um, just being downright disrespectful intentionally. And they will say, I'm doing this on purpose. And I want you to tell my mother or my father because they knew how their mother and father were. And Mm. all they knew is that if it wasn't recorded and that we couldn't prove it. Oh, excuse us. Their parents didn't want to hear it. So it kept them returning back over and over again And it's like, what else? I remember a parent saying, I know my child is fucked up, but it's y'all job to keep (laughs) them. And I'm all like, you're not doing... It was just so bad because not only are you trying to help and provide a service to a child Mm -hmm. that you know just needs a little bit more attention and needs a little more time at home, you can't really do it because you're not getting the support of the parent nor anywhere else so these kids are running rampant plenty of my staff was hit plenty of my staff was uh uh disrespected plenty of the staff was threatened by parents plenty of it was just so much and so i said ha ha your devils ain't able to graduate and look what you got now but i always told these kids watch once you're in middle school and watch once you... And these were fifth graders. I was all like, you're going to say it to the right person and they going to slay your ass. That's all it is. Middle school is like a, a start to prison, honestly. I think elementary is, but... Specific, That's a whole different topic. Yeah, but... But, 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 like but when it comes to dealing with the inmates, like inmate on inmate crime starts in middle school because these eighth graders who's doing life terms, we'll call them the life termers, they be fucking the crap out of these um middle these um sixth graders seventh grade got it easy because you know they don't give a fuck no i'm sorry seventh graders are the one that's really bullying the sixth graders eighth graders are like more last because you know they on they're on their way out of there they're doing like the minimum term but the seventh graders who feel like they got a whole life term they killing these little sixth graders but oh no that well the school i was at it was like that for the elementary like it was it was it was heavy compared to when remember when i first worked 
for this uh for this school district in general like oh. that was the same place i was put in however when it came down to them those parents weren't in denial they knew who their kids were yeah. and they would you know discipline their kids accordingly and um we had a great medium we we end up turning that school around and everything was good these kids were on a whole nother level because their parents were in denial some of their parents knew and didn't fucking care they just wanted to give the kids mm. to like just give They're off your problem like you said mm-hmm. yeah so they it's are like your problem, and okay. it's like it was a war zone each way you can get it. They were giving it to the teachers. They were giving it to the after school teachers. They were giving it to their parents. I saw one kid tell their parents, shut the fuck up. And their parents looked at them and was like, no. And these, and, and the, oh, and the thing God. is, what I didn't like about this is that these parents were Hispanic and black. Nine times out of 10, the same parents that wouldn't take that shit. I would expect this from a Becky or a Susan or a Brittany oh, or, you know, Susan. I would expect them from, you know, those yeah. people, not from these people. These people usually be like, no, you're not going to do this. What can we do to help? You know, I've seen it and and it's in a better uh, quality neighborhood on top of that, this school. So for it to go down the way it went down, it was just horrifying. And I'm glad those kids... <laughs> did not graduate because all the kids that I dealt with yeah specifically not all of them but all the ones that I dealt with specifically that whole fifth grade class yeah they they deserved what they got yours did mine's didn't um I liked what I really what I really loved about the first time me coming into that school district and dealing with those those specifically (laughs) like they were in the hood they were game banging on me like the little kids game banged on me but at the same time they understood exactly so So once you got down to their level and everything these kids particularly uh last year 2020 that i was dealing with those kids weren't misunderstood they didn't they just wanted to do what they, they wanted to do knew what the fuck they was doing i heard that they wanted to do what they wanted to do and what i didn't like also just because a man it was a teacher there and this guy basically said um they wrote and i talked to the principal about this they wrote a petition the children gathered and wrote a petition to get this man out of here because they didn't like the way he looked and they called him a pedophile. Oh, shit. And they was like, well, how is he a pedophile? Is he do what is he doing? He just looks like it. That was the whole argument. Oh, he just goodness. looks like it. But the man didn't even touch the kids, wasn't around the kids. He was in a totally different sector where he doesn't deal with children at all. Did they get him fired? Did they get they him had removed? to transfer him. You know. And I feel like once you back up a case like that, but but you have to also understand with all the suings and the molestations yeah. that happen in the thing, they just Especially try to notorious. Yeah. So, so they try to move you around so yeah. it can keep it, you know, it's not like that. But I also feel it sends the wrong message also to, to the kids. children. Yeah. Saying like all we gotta do is this and this or say like this. Yeah. Or say this and this if we don't want them to do that. But if kids feel uncomfortable, I know for a fact if my child felt uncomfortable, I I think I'll just remove my child because you know 
the adult if if an adult is really making them feel some type of way even though they're not doing nothing i feel like children have like that inner sense sense that's like uh uh-uh we don't want that around yeah but this what and the thing is i'm they were hood white people bad oh jeez malibu must want it that's the first thing yeah i want to say (laughs) i want to say it was like that because these children specifically was in a richer part they were in a jewish neighborhood a jewish neighborhood school that basically was a magnet school the test scores off the charge. Oh. This this was a great like a great school to attend. However, they had a lot of fucked up shit going on. Actual violence going on at that school. That's how they get high test scores because their district and school allow them to rage out on each other. Where my hoodlums, they are compressed and put into juvenile detention centers, which is probably why they're not able to test as high. That's how I see it. Really? If you think about it. So a lot of my students, because I like dealing with older kids, they witness so much, but they all compress it in. And so instead of focusing on that test in front of them, because they know they're smart, they're still reminiscing about their friend that just got shot by the police in front of them. I hope, I heard this story so many times from my students. Or their friend who got killed in front of them by another game banger, but they couldn't do nothing because off their head and you know they have to retaliate some other way but they couldn't Mm -hmm. retaliate because it's like their third strike or some bullshit allowing a kid or student to rage kind of does impact their test scores because they're not feeling nothing when they're testing they're feeling like oh i can just do this because all of my emotions are i feel like it also brings like some real traumatizing experience to other children yes, that are not that going through this as that well. So I feel true. like therapy is the best yes. um, outlet for that. But at the same time, I also feel like if as as a principal going in and, you know, telling the district what happens at your school, these children should be able to be removed. Yes, please. But, and, and, you know, placed somewhere else. Because I feel like if you're the baddest dude on campus, if you go to another school, school that also have people that are just like you yes you're gonna be ready to be placed in line and be okay um i don't highly suggest that the way i say it and now that i'm thinking about it it comes to look like oh you're putting them in a jail basically you're going to another school but it's just for kids that are just like you for not now but in the past continuation when i was growing up it was just like another mini juvenile. I don't want it to be like that, but it's more so of the fact that I feel like them socializing is the way. I feel like their parents never listen to them. And thanks to the pandemic, their parents are faced with the shit that teachers are always faced with. And now they have Beautiful. no choice but to recognize the problem and try to seek help. Now, whether if they do that or not, That's who fucking else. knows? But for the most part, mentally and uh, socially, their parents get a one-on-one hand with what the teachers and everything been saying this whole time. Yeah. Now, you could also, what I call it is like um, an anxiety, uh, an ex- separation anxiety, okay. where probably these kids 
really don't act like this when they're with their parents but when they get into school school is so much of a stressor for them that they actually act out and they need to be taught by mom and dad i've seen this i went to the grocery store after work one time and one of my students was in the grocery store with her guardian and i gave her the most are you about to act up look because she legit just got into a fight in my classroom like no more than 30 minutes before I walked into that grocery store. So it's like, you get it rowdy in front of me for the students, or are you get Are you gonna keep that same energy? That's how I always tell my students, when I see you on the streets, keep that same energy, cause I'm gonna keep the same energy. I can give two fucks. Well, I also, like I said, it's like a separation anxiety from your parent. Yeah. Like you probably don't wanna be in this situation, but you're doing all this. I also feel, um, you really got to watch um, the hate you give because this girl, she, even though she grows up in the hood, she goes to a white, she goes to a white privileged school. She's the only other black outside of her brother that goes to that school. Mm-hmm. Um, while she's in this school, she has to become someone else and she doesn't let them see the real her. Oh. And I feel like... Um, until later when the movie progressed, she starts coming out of who she really is and vice versa. She can't be her school self coming back into the hood that she lives in. No. She, because she'll get too much smack. So she builds up this double consciousness and double personality. I feel like some of the kids have that too, because one thing you want to fit and belong and you don't want certain Mm. things. So you mold yourself into becoming something else. And that's why it could be a another reason of why your child only acts a certain way in front of you true and only acts a certain way when they're out because one you're not going to accept them for who they are because you're always telling them this that's not how i raised you yeah this is not what we've taught that's not what i've taught you yeah you know and when they get to school even though you may have taught them and influenced them something once they get to school they're like with their friends and they're like they're getting influenced by their friends because they want it to be accepted yeah and they want to belong who wants to go and this is i think this is just a human trait just in general who wants to go somewhere spend at least eight hours a day in this facility whether you're working or it's um educational um and not be able to talk to anybody. I used to have to go through that. Third grade, I hated it. Only time I talked to someone was um, during recess or when I saw my sister. Because I guess like the hate you give, it was only like four of us, four black people at that school. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, they treated me like shit. Oh, I hated that school. But yeah, and no one wants to feel like that. So yes. that makes sense. So that's why it can be just... It's really hard for kids to transition, especially if you're not accepting your child for what they're doing that you probably don't like. That's true. So now they're building up a double personality. That's true. I hope everyone mental state, like, at least learned something new about whoever lives in their household during this pandemic. I hope so, too. I hope, I hope this just, I hope this episode this bonus episode us just you know talking about it and going on this tangent i just hope it recognized like the fact that you got kids bro (laughs) (laughs) shit and you not even having kids the fact that you know you yourself are probably you know out here in the world and just 
you're at home able to be yourself. Yeah. And a lot of people are not being themselves and not being their authentic selves and not being themselves on social media. Please stop catfishing people. No, keep catfishing. We need that show. I love that show. (laughs) Keep catfishing, please. Um, Make sure you go ahead and catfish weirdly because I want to see that outcome. Like, as far as the love part, you can't get her. But some other type of catfish way, if you can figure out how to do it, go ahead. I might just slide you $10. Okay. $10. If you can, like, really catfish her. Um, But for real, like, and if you felt lonely during this pandemic, it's okay. But just just realize who the fuck you are when you come out. And don't catfish me. Catfish weirdly. Go ahead and follow her on Instagram. Go ahead and catfish her, fam. Come on. Nine times, nine times out of ten, I'm not answering your stuff. So it's no we way to will answer you, no. to see who you are. We gonna play that game like they do her reality show. Yeah. We, we, we not doing that. We not doing that. Don't do that. Do it. You can do whatever you want. You're just never gonna get an answer. I'm just. That's just how I am. We are gonna go through my Instagram one day. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Bye, y'all.